And this Go. ball in the air, deep right center Go. field. Two-run home run, Trevor Story. Way back, Myers, he'll watch it go Chuck Nasty. Two-run home run, David Dahl. And Nolan drives this high in the air, deep left field. Take a good look, you won't see it for long. Welcome in to the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee. Remember to use the promo code DNVR20 because when you do that, you get 20% off your entire purchase of that CBD infused, deliciously rich, and potentially life altering Strava Craft Coffee. I'm your host, Drew Creaseman. I'm the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me, as always, is beat writer Patrick Lyons. And on this episode, we discuss the return of baseball, the very first spring training competition for your Colorado Rockies against the Arizona Diamondbacks. As we are speaking right this moment, the game has not yet concluded, but we'll have the final score for you. They're getting ready to wrap this thing up. We've got a lot of notes we want to get through here. Uh, Hopefully the Rockies are holding on for a four to two or better win in this thing. Uh, but Patrick, a, a few main takeaways. I think first of all, even though I, for me, the offense is the thing I, I want to talk about the most Austin Gomber being the guy that came back in the Nolan Arenado trade, getting the start here and looking pretty darn solid in a couple innings of work. Didn't walk a batter. So you like that. He was able to stay around the strike zone was able to miss one bat. So he struck out a batter in his two frames, gave up a, a single hit. Also got out of a, a jam uh, of sorts you know, with uh, Brendan Rodgers making an error there to open up the game. But uh, yeah, he, he looked really solid and it's definitely something to, to build on and it's exactly what you want to see. You know, maybe we'll, we'll kind of get to Chi-Chi Gonzalez's day, but it makes you feel better certainly about his odds in, in holding down that fifth spot in the rotation as there's a, several candidates, but Gomber is going to get the first crack at it. And he, uh, he took a step forward and, and Chichi Gonzalez during his inning of work took a big step backwards. Yeah. You know, it, it was interesting there. The, the very beginning of the game, it's, uh, uh, it got me thinking about major league, right. And, and obviously this is spring training at the start of the regular season, but, you could say a lot about how the season's going to go from that very first at bat and or the very first, you know, however that goes. And you've got an error to start the game. Brendan Rodgers commits a throwing error on what should have been a real easy out. And then right after that, Gomber uncorks a wild pitch. So the Diamondbacks have a runner in scoring position without having earned it at all. But as the Rockies are still like putting their shoes on and you're going, oh, man, is this just going to turn into a comedy of errors literally and figuratively and and it didn't he he settled in very nicely worked around that worked around the leadoff double in the second and that's something that it's early yet but you like to see sure you know there's every every game that we see in in spring is worth something and nothing at the same time it's 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 something you you know if you want to latch on to something to feel hopeful about it 
then great. And and you absolutely should. And it's, it's positive. It's, it's something for these guys to build on. It's what they hope to do is, is have that. So they don't have to totally throw it out of their mind. But at the same time, if you get something that's less than desired, like the Rogers era, I know Tapia had some issue uh, on a play out in left field. I think some of it had to do with where, you know, he was positioned to, to start the play. You go, Oh man, these things, that's not great, but it, it doesn't mean all that much. Trevor Story wasn't in the lineup. Charlie Blackman wasn't in the lineup. What do we take from that? Nothing. These guys are veterans. It's Sunday. They usually get the day off. So I imagine that with this year's spring training kind of opening up on a Sunday, which is is a little unusual to say the yeah. least. It's I think NFL is pretty much the only uh, league I know that like is proudly opens up on a Sunday, and you know it's only spring training, but um, you know you, you take you take it all with a grain of salt, but. When uh, when you're winning winning these games and and you your guys are are playing competitively and 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 doing all those little things well, it feels good. It feels nice. Yeah, um, yeah. As we've often talked about in the past, and it's good to get these reminders out again as we're doing the spring training. Right? What are the caveats? What are the things you buy into? What are the things you take with a grain of salt? Uh, one thing that really did impress me, though, Patrick, the thing I think that was the big kind of immediate, if, if you're looking for that silver ray of whatever, you just want to feel good about a Rockies thing, was not actually when they ended up scoring the runs with the offense, but you mentioned this young offense, no Charlie, no Trevor, first time through the order against Zach Gallon, who's a very polished, very meticulous, very good major league pitcher. And they get four base runners first time through, a couple of walks, a couple of singles, working some at-bats, making him work. He didn't even get three outs in the first inning. He he reached a pitch count, so that's a win for you as well in these spring training games as an offense. But to see your your young guys go out there and kind of day one go, you know what, we're not just going to roll over and die just because nobody believes in us. And Hampson thrown out a couple of hits. Fuente's thrown out a couple of hits. Rymack with a big double. And that all came, you know, for the most part, once Zach Gallen came out of the game. But still – for these guys to come out literally swinging. You you want to see it. It's you you love to see it. Zach Gallen got some Cy Young Award votes last year yeah. and is a guy, you know, paired with Madison Bumgarner. Like, be ready, folks. Zach Gallen is is the odds on favorite to have a better season than Mad Bum. Madison Bumgarner. Like that's that's the kind of guy that we're talking about in Zach Gallen. And he's got big hopes to uh to to go out and and, and finish that high in the Cy Young Award voting, you know, set some records, um, you know, here in the early start of his uh, career with, with quality starts or giving up three or less earned runs. You know, so um, he's been fantastic since the D-backs acquired him in a trade. And, and you're right, Drew, seeing these Rockies guys go out and, you know, not, not swing early. I, I think that might've been a lot of the game plan is, is, you know, let's, let's cut down on our strikeouts. And you saw that the, the strikeout numbers were absolutely down, but, um, I, I will say this, you know what the, the, here, here is what, here's the advantage of having a good analytics team, Drew, the first inning, the diamondbacks had runners on base against the Rockies. Right. And what happened? They didn't have to get the third out in the first inning against the Rockies. So they gave up no runs. Now that's what, that's a good analytics department. I think that's a great strategy. <laughs> I, that's that's what I'm putting that, that on. so well. I was so not ready. <laughs> You're like, wow, you've I got was, a hot take early like, on. He's going to bring this. Like, this is going to be great. Like, yeah, oh, this happened, this happened in the Cardinals game when I was watching it early because 
um, you know, the Cardinals okay. have, have, I don't know, they're like a favorite uh, in the NL Central. So I said, let Maybe. me check this. Let me check this team out. Uh, the St. Louis Cardinals, huh? Let's see what they're all about. But yeah, the same same thing happened with Jack Flaherty. He got to like 27 pitches in the first inning. And they were just like, no, nah, you know what? We're, we're good. Like we're, we're, we're going to end this inning here. Uh, like it was an exhibition high school game. Right. And so, you know, I'm, I'm sure they're, you, it was already hard enough to try to keep score in a spring training game. If, if, if you got your little box score there and, and you're writing your five, three, you know, ground ball to third base over to first base, it's not even more impossible. You're going to know the names because these games are shorter. So they're not bringing in double a <laughs> low yeah. a guys. You're going to know the names a little bit more so, but you're also going to have no idea how guys got out of an inning. Was that a double play? Wait, did they reverse the call? No. They're just gonna call it, uh, but 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 you're right. Like they they did a really nice job there, and you know they they've got things that they're gonna need to work on. And today, those areas that they worked on absolutely looked good. They look looked really uh, nice for the Rockies without their two best offensive players in Story and Blackman. Yeah, Mills asking, oh, what do you think of the guy from the Hoffman trade? I'm gonna guess. I think I'm gonna take an educated guess here and say you're talking about Jameson Hanna. Nice little under-the-radar spring training Rockies debut for Hannah, who makes a sliding grab in right field to help out Philip Deal in his inning, whatever inning that was, and uh, drives in a run, picking up his teammate in that situation there. Your boy, your guy, Alan Trejo, starts that inning off with a double, moves over on a deep fly ball from Colton Welker, who's always showed up to spring training and, and swung a big bat. I'm curious to see what he's going to do. There will be a lot more Welker conversation to come for sure, uh, but just moves over on that. Stamets strikes out. That's the kind of thing that at the major league level, something that's plagued the Rockies when their offense has struggled, not getting the productive out, especially when it can bring in a run. Jamison Hanna picks up his teammate. Two out, RBI single back up the middle. Nice game for Hanna. He looked great, and the one thing I didn't realize was how young he is. I mean, he's he's no spring chicken. Well, he's also not very old either. He's He's 23 years old. He's he's a spring chicken. Say. He's, he's still a spring chicken. <laughs> easy but, now. But when you when you Does actually he know who Bruce Springsteen is, is the question. We're gonna probably, have to start working this not. in. We're gonna have to start asking these guys. 25 and under. Right. Uh, if you're not from the East Coast and you're not, you know, big uh, music aficionado. I mean, again, everybody likes pop music, but how how broad is is your right. canvas? of music that you typically play. But if you look at the, uh, the roster of, of, uh, of guys that the non-roster invites the 40 man roster, he's like fifth or sixth youngest on this roster. So he's absolutely going to get an opportunity, you know, might, might be starting in center field for Albuquerque. So he's a name, you know, you could get familiar with on the depth chart. You know, he could be, you know, if you, if you take Chris Owings out of the mix, you've, you've got four guys in the outfield between uh, Hilliard, and Hampson in center field. Hampson got the nod uh, to start at center uh, with Hilliard in right. Blackman's going to be in right during the season. Tapia's going to be in left. We know Daza's in the mix as the fifth guy. Number six could be Jamison Hanna. So he's a guy that seemed like he might have been a bit of a throw-in in this Stevenson-Hoffman deal where the Reds got Case Williams from, from Castle Rock, uh, local boy, and the Rockies got Jamison Hanna to give them a little bit more depth. But you're seeing here early on that he could be a little bit more than just a depth piece and, and could be a, a good contributing member of this team, not just in 2021, but beyond. And that's, that's what this season is going to be about. A lot of it is going to be about that beyond. And that's, that's why you shouldn't completely take your eyes off the Colorado Rockies this season.
Yeah, how, how amazing would it be if Jameson Hanna is one of the guys from the offseason moves that ends up working out? But you, you got to like the way he showed up. Just as an update, Tommy Doyle strikes out a Diamondbacks player. Junior Corqueto. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Junior Junior Corqueto. Uh, and so the Rockies will take at bats in the bottom of the eighth, but they, with the they lead, do, with the lead, so they yeah, will win we, this game. We are still setting record. <laughs> We're still doing historical things this year, team. But it's but it's the eighth too. That's the That's other right. thing. It's technically not, you know, historic until they call it after the eighth inning. That's right. So so this this could be one of the longer games we actually see all spring. Like, like for a while, like I forget what the actual date is, but there's going to be a point uh, in the future in, in March where they will extend it to nine innings and discuss, hey, maybe it's a little bit shorter. Um, and so I think a lot of these games are going to be more like seven innings, but when the starting pitchers, you know, go their two innings, go their three innings, are able to do what they need to do, uh, we, we, might, we, we might see the, the games stretch on a little bit longer. Yeah. So this is almost an extra inning affair. Right. At eight innings. Because get used to seven innings, folks. Get used to seven innings. So you can officially toast your Breckenridge brew. If you've got your Seltzy, get your Seltzy. I'm working on it. I can't. <laughs> We're going to give you an A maybe for effort. Once, maybe once I've, I've really downed a couple. Apparently, I missed an evening at the DNVR bar. It it's sounds right like in the, in the Hangouts. There was a, a trial and maybe a little bit of error, but mostly trial period with those Breck Brew Celsies, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and toast this vanilla Porter Jr., I think, to the Colorado Rockies' first win of spring training. Now now they're just getting, now they're just working for pride, trying to get a, a few extra here just to, to tack on, but you get your Breck Brew down at King Supers Liquor Store, DNVR Bar. I'm going to give you an IPA for effort for trying mm. the Celsies. Like that. Mm. Uh, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Uh, something else I don't hate. Wildly innocent asking about the performance of Heath Holder. Mm. Don't know a whole lot about Heath Holder, but he came in pumping gas, as did Jordan Sheffield, somebody we've talked about, and uh, Jesus Tinoco, all with impressive performances out of the bullpen. We'll talk about the bad stuff from Chi-Chi in just a minute, but what did you think of those guys and and what can you tell me about Holder? I would think he's one of those guys you're probably uh, a, a bit better educated on than I am. Yeah, he had a, a really good 2019 season uh, with Hartford. Um, was a guy that I think spent a little time in the the back end of the bullpen in 2018 with Lancaster, with with a few other guys, Alexander Guillen, Justin Lawrence. That year, uh, Lancaster seemed to have a lot of good and, and kind of promising. Uh, up and coming relievers, which you know isn't isn't necessarily a, a great thing. It's it's nothing that has that doesn't have a lot of upscale value. You know, you'd rather right. have a guy like a, a Jeff Hoffman, for better or worse, that flames out from starting pitching, and you go, all right, now focus on relieving. Let's see what you've got. Same thing with Yancy Almonte, where he was a guy starting pitcher, and now all of a sudden he's a guy you get excited about, and you say, can't wait to see him this spring. Maybe he's the closer of the future for the for the team, but he was a starting pitcher to begin with. So Holder was, you know, a career uh, reliever. You know, did a nice job in the back end of the of the bullpen with Hartford. But you know, he's 28 years old, a, a righty. You know, doesn't have you know too much projectability. Could be 
he's he's in that class of guys of where you say you know a Joe Harvey or uh, a right-handed right. James Pazos, where you know he's he's a guy you might need to call on. So um, he's a name that you don't know, but he's he's not a young prospect to really get too excited about. But he did pitch well in his inning, and and the other guy you mentioned, Jordan Sheffield, I was very also, excited. Will's to right, see him do Heath well. Holder is the perfect bullpen name, by the way. But but yeah, Jordan Sheffield, <laughs> despite Heath Holder's that is, perfect right. bullpen no, name, the Holder. Uh, that's yeah. a name that if you're playing MLB the show and they create a player name, you're like, yeah. that's no, I'm not using that. Like what's yeah. his name? That's like having like a, a, a burly first baseman and the computer generates his name, his name, he's Devin mash. And you're like, no, two no. on the nose. No, it's a little two, much burly first baseman named Devin mash. I don't believe yeah. it. Heath holder. That's obviously a computer generated name. No folks. That's a real guy that could be on your Rockies this season. That's a good idea for a shirt. I'll send that to D line. I'll see what he says. But Jordan Sheffield, yeah, comes in one, two, three inning, punctuates it with a strikeout on a low fastball, which I like when you're sneaking low fastballs by guys. You're throwing it with some movement, some zip. Uh, he, he looked good. He actually got the first one, two, three inning of the day for the Rockies. Yeah, he did. I was able to get a strikeout. Uh, was also the first walk of the game. Phil Deal was another guy who. You know, went out and uh, had a nice clean inning. I, I think he had a really a few amount of pitches that he threw in that frame yeah. as, as he could be a guy that could be the lefty in the pen. You know, that'll, I think that could be another problem uh, for the Rockies this season. You know, if Ben Bowden, you know, steps up kind of like, you know, the organization thought he would last year. And again, the reason he didn't was he was hurt. So that's not his fault. Right. Um, but I think Bowden's going to be the guy that, that gets a crack at it. You could see Philip Deal. So again, you you like um, these guys having you know positive outings going forward, and and this could be a common theme that we we see all spring and and all season is that the the pitchers, the rotation, the relievers, they're going to have this confidence to know like we got this. Like they're going to start having some swagger, even if even if they're only league average, you know, with with the offense taking a, a step back. Obviously, they're going to without Arenado. But with uh, the offense taking a step back, uh, you know, I think the starters are going to have a little bit of a swagger and feel like, hey, we're the ones that are that are okay. We're the ones that have got the mojo. We got the juice. And I mean, you you, you saw that today with with all these guys going out uh, and shoving during their their one inning of of action. More real time updates here. The Colorado Rockies rallying in the bottom of the meaningless eighth. Alan Trejo getting a one-out walk after Ryan Valade lined out to center field. Colton Welker singles on a sharp grounder to third baseman. Not quite sure what happened there. And then Eric Stamets comes up with another single to center field. So uh, that, that scores a run. Rocky's still working. I'm not quite sure this game day is being a little bit strange. Somebody they, presumably is at the dish right now. <laughs> they, they worked from ahead. Right. Well, they were they work from behind. No, they work from ahead. Our yeah. our guy Jamison Hanna is up. Okay. Tyler Gilbert doesn't want to have anything to do with him. So number eighty eight. Number eighty eight against number sixty seven. So <laughs> this is an important Flash at bat. The Titans. It <laughs> is. Yeah. But it's good to, that Hannah is uh, or that Hannah is going to have uh, you know two at bats today, as you said. Josh Fuentes, you know, two hits today, uh, which is really great. Crone uh, did get the start, but was the DH. And, you know, I, I think Fuentes is going to need to 
you know, play well to, to play for his spot on the team only because I think the writing is on the wall that, you know, CJ Crone's going to be the first baseman for this club. So I, I don't know about you, but if, if I was a guy that contributed to the team to the degree that Fuentes was, and, you know, they go out and they just pick up somebody off the scrap heap to a degree. And again, well, I, 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 I and two guys at first base, though, really two guys in Greg Bird and CJ Crone who can't play anywhere but first. And that's, that's right. you're like, what? I that's thought not, that was my that's, spot. <laughs> that stings a little bit. Right. And yeah, you go, I get on, it. Man. You don't want to give it to me yet. You know, I haven't entirely proven anything. I've proven a lot, but it, it's almost like you're stacking the deck against me. So Fuentes goes out immediately and says, hey, you look, I'll, I'll find a spot on the team. Give me a glove. I'll, I'll play a position. So, you know, you like you like seeing that. He was he was still able to kind of do that and, and put that past him and 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 be able to play with without a uh, a chip on the shoulder for his organization. He's he's had to play with a chip on his shoulder, you know, his entire career. But it's one in which everybody just doubts him. And and when it's your own team, that could feel a little bit different. But nevertheless, um, he's a guy that again, all Rockies fans are going to be rooting for this kid. Uh, Jameson Hanna strikes out swinging and Jose Bersenio grounds out to third. Jose Bersenio, one of two players in this game for the Colorado Rockies, who's been in the organization, then out of the organization, and then back in the organization. Love to see Bersenio back. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how he can work his way into the catching picture. Didn't do much there today, but this game officially in the books, a 5-2 to two win for your Colorado Rockies over the Arizona Diamondbacks in their spring training debut. Are there more than two guys that have gone out and come back? Because Tinoco would be another. Yeah, yeah, Tinoco. Okay, I was yeah, Tinoco's sure the other one. Tinoco and Bresenio. Who, yeah, who would be? I don't think there are any others. No, I think that I think that might be it. But Bresenio not back, is he? <laughs> not yet. Double check. You know, throw. one of the interesting things because we haven't, you know entirely dug into all the stuff with um, the health and safety protocols, but there there's going to be another, there's gonna be a taxi squad again this year, uh, a five man taxi squad, which is weird. And, you know, last year there was no minor league baseball. So, you know, you, you go on the road with the team as part of the taxi squad. I mean, you're just missing some, you know, competition against the guys at Metro state. So not, not too bad, not too bad. But now if you're on that taxi squad, you could be starting down in Albuquerque. That is something that I'm really intrigued to yeah. see what could happen. And, you know, it's going to be Jose, fascinating. Yeah, I think Jose Persenio is a perfect guy. Like, look, I don't need to prove in anything mix. in yeah. AAA. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm getting my reps, you know, as, as the third string catcher. And, you know, if, if something goes on, I'm, I'm in, I'm out. Like, I think he's okay with kind of being yo-yoed back and forth. I'm not sure, you know, who else it'll be. It, it could be a guy like Eric Stamets who doesn't necessarily have to prove too much at, at, at the AAA level. Um, and, and can kind of get ready pretty quickly. So we could see a lot of these more veteran guys on that taxi squad. Um, again, it, it's, it's very early to figure out who that could be because if it's anybody young and anybody that has any value, you know, do you want Jonathan Daza getting those reps in AAA if he's going to be the fifth outfielder and, or sixth outfielder in the odd man out? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I, I, that'll be, it'll be really interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, all right. The final thing that we've got to talk about here brought to you by the Colorado XOs. If you're wondering what is that? Well, then you got to get in on the rugby thing. Look, it's not too late to still be one of the cool kids who got in on the ground floor of this. You want to be 
one of those rugby hipsters. I'm telling you, you don't want to be one of those people a couple of years from now when rugby is the biggest sport in the country saying, oh, yeah, I was there at the beginning. I swear I was. And, and you really weren't. You, you don't want to be that guy or gal. You want to be the person who gets in on the ground floor. Right now is the time. The Colorado XOs are coming here to Rugby Town, USA. Athletes who have competed at the highest level of their respective sports out there trying to prove to you, to themselves, to everybody else that they can make it on the rugby pitch. And yes, I know that it's called the rugby pitch. I know that they're called matches. And I know you're supposed to kick the rugby ball out of bounds. Darn it. On purpose. Because I listen to the Colton Strickler podcast. They don't often go over the, the, the that basic. But they'll hit you with the 101 stuff that you need to know. They'll get you in-depth interviews with the players. Written content really above and beyond what you could expect from anybody out there and they're doing a fantastic job at dnvr rugby get on board i'm telling you you don't want to miss it and april 3rd and 10th the first couple of matches they're going to be live streamed i'm going to be watching hang out with us on twitter the whole thing the dnvr family coming together april 3rd and 10th mark your calendars it's rugby season baby let's get it let's get it going let's ruggers if you got your rugby on your TV, you got your Breck brew in your hand, that means you've also got your Hassle Cattle Company beef on the stove getting ready to get into your belly. I have got an open challenge out to anybody who wants to tell me that this stuff has been in any way disappointing. We've been going for weeks here. I have got nothing but glowing reviews. Wagyu beef could just change your life. No hormones, antibiotics, any of that garbage. And they don't charge you out the wazoo for all that nonsense. They treat the animals well. It treats the environment well. Treats your wallet well. Treats your body well. And it just tastes damn good. At the end of the day, that's really what you want is a delicious burger or steak or ground beef, ground chuck. The bacon is unbeatable. Just anything that you try, whatever it is, if you're into jalapeno sausage, they got everything. If you're doing big orders, you can do You've got freezer space, over $200, you get free shipping, or you can do even the bigger, you know, half the carcass stuff. If you're loading up for a big, long time, uh, you just go in littler stuff. They'll hit you up with promotion after promotion when they've got a little excess of something, always hooking up their customers. Uh, they've won one over for me, even if they uh, weren't a sponsor. I'll tell you what, no need to go back to the grocery store for beef. Haven't done it since they've come on board. Check them out at HassleCattleCompany.com. That's H-A-S-S-E-L-L, CattleCompany.com. Drew, I've actually had to go and price freezers. Like, all right, do I want to invest in a freezer? I've already invested in some beef here with Hassle Cattle Company. Do I want to go invest in a freezer? So I'm pricing them. I am pricing them as we speak. There you go. That's in. That's when you know you're in. Uh, So some people out there may have beef, Patrick, with one Chi-Chi Gonzalez. Mm. Uh, did not have a good year last year, the year before. Really, had his he, I mean, he's had, he's had, that's the thing is Chi-Chi's had his moments. And, yeah. and as you and I know, one of the truly good guys in this world. Great. Really dude. just, um, but it's just another game where you, you get three hard hit balls. You know, one goes out of the yard, one off the top of the wall for Trace Thompson, the homer uh, Peralta with the double, I think. And 
you know, again, the only two runs that the Diamondbacks get in the game against Chi-Chi, um, as you said earlier, took a, a, a step back here. Where do you think he lands right now in terms of the Rockies, like rotation, depth chart, and, you know, what needs to go his way for him to be that guy who either sneaks into the fifth spot if there's an injury or is the first call, you know, once the season starts? I think right now he's probably seventh. You know, Gomber uh, is 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 the favorite right now and yeah. looked great today. Looked great. Yeah. Castellani is probably the next guy up. Um, right. We'll probably see him in the next couple of days. And and then you're, we're going to have, you know, Chi-Chi right after that. Derek Rodriguez could possibly, you know, be in that mix as well. He could yeah. be a tie for seventh. Um, I, I, I think he has some ability coming out of the pen. So that might be why I would I would possibly slot uh, Chi-Chi in ahead, right? And then Rawlson. Sure. They're just going to protect him, but I think he just got to about you know, that. I will say I'm, well, I'm very on. curious to see how they push Rollison. You know, I'm I'm very curious because they got they got way more aggressive with him last year than I thought they were going to. So he did almost know, make his debut. There were those rumors I, that yeah. the season was going to end in Arizona that he might have made his start. I'm not really sure what went down about that, and uh, we'll. we'll Maybe have to ask him or or ask Buddy when when it's his day. That's usually typically how it works. Is you know we have certain guys lined up that we talk to in the morning or before and after the game, and it's like okay, we're just going to focus on those guys so we're not too all over the map. So I'd be curious about that. But yeah, Chichi just has to get a little bit more consistent. Um, you know, with spotting his fastball again, giving up a homer to a guy like Trace Thompson is not a, a household name. His brother Clay is one of the yeah. Splash Brothers <laughs> with the Golden State Warriors, but. Uh, not trace so much. Um, he he looked good today, yeah. but yeah, Chi Chi is you know he's he's going to get those innings. You know whether or not you know he starts the year down in Albuquerque or is also one of those uh, you know uh, taxi squad guys. Because again, you're you're in a bad spot if you're on the taxi squad because you're missing out on reps, but at the same time you have an opportunity to maybe get more service time. And you know what? If the right thing happens, somebody gets unlucky and is not able to play for a game, and and you go down the active roster. Next thing you know, you just that's it. You're you're a full timer. So um, I could see Chi Chi being you know being of that mindset of like, yeah, I'm flexible. I'm I'm okay with that. I I can hang. Yeah, I I think the kind of comforting thing about Chi Chi Gonzalez is that obviously the Rockies can afford to let this play out for now, right? As long as they're healthy, as you said, they've got their their five. I think are there. Gomber's pretty much going to be the guy. And I think you're right. They they like Castellani. They want to challenge him. They want to push him, see what he can do. Uh, unless he has just a miserable spring, I think he's going to be the guy who's sitting there in the, the first call position, right? For you Top Gun fans, he's ready on alert five. Anybody? Anybody? Uh, but after that, it gets really kind of up in the air. And I do think Chi-Chi has – I think you're right that Chi-Chi has the spot right now because of experience and just resume and just kind of – de facto right he's right there but there's a bunch of guys uh who, who are going to challenge him for that spot you mentioned Derek Rodriguez very curious to see him pitch as I was going through some numbers uh finding that he does actually have a, a higher career ERA plus by one than Chichi Gonzalez Chichi has a 93 Derek has a 94 uh and then uh, where is it? Castellani down there with the 91. Very curious to see how they push Ryan Rollison and then how Jose Mujica and Antonio Santos work into that mix, whether or not those are guys that uh, emerge in that. But I, I think they, they're almost kind of all tied for seventh through 10th, right? It's just a big jumble so. right there. 
and, and you see who works out. So if it turns out that Chi Chi is just doesn't have it and the fans are like, that's one of the things you don't even like, ah, well then move them back into 10th and move up some of these other guys and see what happens. And I think with, with Mujica and, and Antonio Santos, you're right. Like I think they kind of get forgotten about in a lot of ways, but it's because, you know, with those guys being on the 40 man, you know, they've got options to go back and forth to the minors, but uh, with, with Chi Chi and Derek Rodriguez, you could put these guys on the 40 man roster and then take them off and, and put them back on. Like we saw with Drew Butera. So you're going to, you're going to have a little flexibility with those guys um, to a degree, you know, Mojica, you know, still hasn't really, I mean, hasn't pitched, you know, 50 innings since I want to say maybe 2018, you know, and he pitched way more than that. So he's got a long way to go. Same thing with Antonio Santos. He's got a few more miles. 24 uh, and 23 years old. Yeah, I forgot that Santos is still twenty three. Like, jeez. Oh, and so I think they want those guys to be kind of settled and have some normalcy and get back to a routine. So, um, I, I I would really prefer that those guys just kind of settled in, get back to you know being a starter and not be bounced back and forth with with a spot. And then he's a long man in the bullpen and stuff. That was fine for last year, but I would actually like to see those guys settled in. Um, you know, get some some solid innings under their their belt, and then we might see them take that next step forward. So um, I think that's probably one of the bigger reasons why you know they're they're left out of that 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 main group just outside right. of Allison. Yeah, I think that's correct. Uh, all right, I think we're actually going to wrap this one up here. Uh, we've got plenty more to talk about, but we we're going to have a lot more podcasts coming your way, a lot more live shows. Now that there's actual baseball to talk about, we'll be breaking all this stuff down. I asked Bud Black this morning about Scott Oberg and Daniel Bard. We'll have that conversation for you on tomorrow's podcast. Uh, a little bit more to talk about with uh, everything that's coming up with Rocky Spring Training, obviously, and breaking down these position battles. I know a lot of you are wondering, who are some of these guys? Well, we're We'll be very happy to tell you. And we're super excited that our friend uh, from a myriad of places, including KOA, uh, Vic Vela is going to be joining us on Tuesday for the show. An absolute, you're not going to want to miss this one. It's going to probably have a little bit more of a serious tone than, than some of our podcasts do. Vic has just a hell of a story of uh, recovery from addiction. It's something he's very open about, does a show about. It's something we're going to talk about. Uh, but it's something that, you know, it goes around in a lot of sports and to see what he's been able to do and is out there covering the Rockies and and doing lot and, and plenty of other stuff. The guy's just he's incredible. He's one of my favorite people in this community that we've never gotten to have on the show before. And um, I'm very, very excited to have him. So that's going to be on Tuesday. And if you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, uh, you're, you're going to miss a spectacular one. You got to be there. Hit the like button, subscribe there, all that good stuff. Great DFA show coming up this week. Another fun one. You know, we're going to have Drew Goodman on. So we still got a, a packed week and we have games too. So it's it's going to be fun. It's it's going to be a, a challenge in a good way. To how, how can we pack all of this in to a week? And the season hasn't even begun yet. But that's right. the challenge that we love to face each and every week during the baseball season at the DNVR Rockies podcast. Going to be awesome. You got to join us the whole time. Make sure you're following on social media at Drew Creaseman, at Patrick D. Lyons, at DNVR underscore Rockies. You subscribe to the DNVR.com so you don't miss out on any of that written content. Plus, you get discounts on hats and shirts and masks. You get a bigger beer when you come down to the DNVR bar eventually to watch Rockies games on the television screens. And 
you get access to our private chat room, the Discord channel where we're talking baseball 24-7. You can also hop in, talk any of the other sports, movies, TV, whatever's going on in your life. We want to hear about all of it. We're having a fun time. As Patrick said, there's almost too much going on. Come share your latest WandaVision theories with me in the private Discord chat. Thank you for you all continuing to be absolutely awesome out there. We promise to continue being absolutely Patrick Lyons and Drew Creaseman in here. And until next time, we will see you at the ball. We have a new partner that you can support, and you're going to love this one. They're called Zoom Care. The one great thing that we can all take away from this pandemic is the ability to do more things from the comfort of your own home. Nobody likes sitting in a doctor's office or even going to the doctor for that matter. I know I sure don't, but we all need to take care of ourselves. So, what is video care? Video care is like a trip to Zoom Care just from your couch. You can see, hear, and chat with your doctor just like in a traditional office visit. Get secure access to urgent primary and specialist care, including mental health. Video care is covered by most private insurers, usually with copay. Visit zoomcare.com to get started. That's Z O O M C A R E.com. There's nothing better than getting a diagnosis from your doc while sitting in your own living room. You can help them and us out a great deal today by checking out zoomcare.com for all the details you need.